0: I'd like to welcome you to Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church on this beautiful Lord's Day. A very special welcome to any first-time guests that we have. If this is your first time worshiping with us, we welcome you and like to invite you after the service to go by the Welcome Center and pick up a small gift as a token of our love and appreciation for you being here today. We also welcome anyone who's worshiping with us online today. It's always great to have folks worshiping with us from all over, so we welcome you as well, but this is a very special day. It's a beautiful day. This is the day the Lord has made in a few moments. We're going to be honoring and recognizing a lot of wonderful graduates, but we are so glad that you're here. We welcome the Holy Spirit in this place. I'm going to invite you at this time, if you would stand together and say hey to someone beside you, could you do that? Hey! Today, once again, is a very special day as we come to the time to say congratulations and a farewell to many of our graduates. So grateful that today we have uh, the ones that we know of, uh, 28, that will be graduating from high school, college, or graduate school. Not all of them could be here this morning, but certainly we want to recognize and honor them. And graduates, please know how proud we are of you all. So grateful that you've allowed God and his church to be a part of your journey. We pray that God would bless you not only on this day and when you graduate, or if you've already walked and graduated, that he will bless you throughout your lives and know that you always have a home here, that this is home and you are always welcome here. We hope that you would involve yourself. If you're not already involved, um, if you're between the 18-29 range and our 412 ministry, which is for college age and young adults, we'd love for you to be an active part, but we are so happy for you. I'm so thankful today that our student minister, uh, J.T. Coleman, is going to be coming. He'll be reading your names when you hear your name read. If you would come up, we have a, a gift for you from the church, then if you would just uh, come on over behind us, and all of you stand on the platform until each name is being called, and then we will all give them a nice round of applause to show our love and support. So, JT, if you would come at this
1: time. Ready to get started? Graduates, you ready to graduate? Yeah? I graduated yesterday. And it was pretty good. I'm saying. All right. First up, Ms. Sarah K. Asher. Mr. Gavin Barrows, Mr. Garrett Bourne. Miss Jillian Case,
0: Mr. James Coleman,
1: (laughs) Miss Reagan Faith Comer. Miss Anna Dooley, Miss Rachel Blackwell-Hacker, Mr. Silas Henry Hall. Miss Hannah G. Hazlitt, Miss Emily Ann Hill. Mr. Austin Christian Hay Mr. Peyton Ledford Peyton is not here this morning but we'll celebrate with him in spirit (laughs) Mr. Emerson Markham Miss Kendall Mills, Miss Caitlin M. Parker, Mr. Mason R. Parrott. Miss Sydney K. Parrott, Miss Crystal Ratliff, Mr. Ethan Robinson. Mr. Damien A. Jacobs-Rodriguez. Ms. Madeline C. Smith. It's autumn in suddeth mr skylar sutton out of town another we will worship we will celebrate celebrate in spirit and truth right (laughs) you can tell i'm a preacher All right. Miss Reagan Michelle Toothaker. Mr. Trevor Joseph Valentine. Mr. Joshua A. Welch and Ms. Caitlin S. Wells.
0: awesome-looking group. Let's show our love and appreciation to these guys. Bless you all. We're so proud of you, and we pray that this is just a fresh start, a new beginning for what God has in store for you, but we uh, love you and are proud of you. Thank you once again. You all can start walking off the side there. You can go on that side. Bless you all. Thank you all. Oh, don't
2: sit down. Sorry. (laughs) Someone would have told me how good my life would get. Well, I would have called them crazy, because I couldn't see it yet. From a story going nowhere, where I'm standing now, I'm smiling because I know there's only one way how, how good, how good, how good God.
3: team for such a beautiful job good morning everyone i'm larry roberts i'm a deacon here at the forks and it's my honor this morning to be with you and to pray with you and for you and this is a church that believes in the power of prayer and every sunday you have an opportunity to come to this altar to bring your concerns and your and that we can pray with you and i would invite you to come come forward to the altar and maybe you kneel maybe you stand But it's a time that we have a chance to pray together so if you would come join me you know as humans we falter from time to time we stumble and sometimes those stumbles are minor and sometimes those stumbles are major but if you go to the lord in prayer he will lift you up he will straighten you up he will never forsake you and it's very critical that we, we take our concerns to the Lord in prayer. So join me right now, if you would. If you're watching from home, maybe you'll stand there, or maybe you'll kneel, whatever the case may be. But please join me as we pray this morning. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we're indeed thankful for the opportunity to be in the house this morning. We're so thankful for this beautiful day that you have given us. We're so thankful for your love and your mercy and your grace. And we give you praise heavenly father because we know and we can feel your holy spirit is in this place and i pray that you would empower me heavenly father with your holy spirit that my prayer would be be felt by each and every one that's in this church may our hearts be clear may our minds be clear and may we focus our attention on our needs and bring them to you and i know heavenly father there's many in this church family that are are grieving this morning over the loss, loss of a loved one. They're struggling, Heavenly Father, maybe with an issue regarding a family member and maybe a separation. They may be fighting some kind of addiction, Heavenly Father, whether it be with drugs or pornography or alcohol. And we pray that and we know that you can. You can break those chains of addiction that, that's facing each and every one of, the, of those people. And Heavenly Father, we know you're the great healer the great provider and we lift up all these prayers and these needs to you at the same time heavenly father we want to give you praise for the many blessings you've given us we're so thankful for each of these graduates that were standing behind me just a little while ago we're so blessed to have such great young people in this church family continue to bless them and guide them continue to direct our path these things we pray in the name of your son and jesus christ amen
0: Amen. If you have your Bible with you, would you turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and thank you, Larry, for leading so beautifully the time of prayer at the altar, and so grateful after the reading of God's Word or choir will be coming to lead us in worship. Thank you all for being here today as well. Hear these words that are familiar to many of you, maybe new to others, Ecclesiastes 3, beginning with verse 1, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones A time to gather them, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search, a time to give up, a time to keep, a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What do workers gain from their toil? I've seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil, this is the gift of God. This is the word of the Lord, and blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you all for that beautiful song. I I was singing along, and remember singing that through the years. Thank you all for doing a beautiful job. and Thank you again for being here today and allowing the Spirit of God to be in this place. I always like to share a little humor to get you ready to hear more important things. And Maybe you heard the story about the teacher, Mr. Johnson, who asked little Johnny to stay after class. He called Johnny up to his desk, and he said, Johnny? I believe that you've been cheating on your test. Little Johnny said, No, he was astonished. No way, no, I haven't been. And and he said, Prove it, prove it. And and the teacher said, Well, just wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, The first answer, the first question on the test was, Who was the first president of the United States? And the little girl next to you, her name's Mary, she said, George Washington. And you wrote down George Washington, too. He said, well, everybody knows who the first president is. He said, well, hold on, wait a minute. He said, well, the second question is, who gave the Gettysburg address? And Mary wrote down Abraham Lincoln. And you wrote down Abraham Lincoln, too. He said, I read my history book last night. I knew that answer. And he said, well, hold on a minute. So the next question is, who was president? during the Louisiana Purchase. And Mary wrote down, I don't know, and you wrote down, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) I know I won't quit my day job, okay? (laughs) You know, last Sunday, it's hard to believe, last Sunday, we had all these beautiful children who were on stage, and I was just thinking back, some of you all uh, that just went through graduate recognition, you were on this stage being dedicated just a few years ago. It's hard to believe how time flies. And the passage of Scripture that we used last Sunday was found in Proverbs 22.6. Train a child in the way they should go and when they were old. They will not turn from it or depart from it. And we learned last week, if you didn't know already, that Solomon was the author of Proverbs. Remember, Solomon wrote three different books in the Bible, Song of Solomon. He wrote Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. Uh, We believe that he probably wrote Song of Solomon when he was young and energetic. He wrote The book of Proverbs at the height of his reign as king. Then Ecclesiastes was written more in his reflective sunset years when he was looking back on life. And really, the the main theme or message through the book of Ecclesiastes is life is meaningless without acknowledging God. Life is meaningless without acknowledging God, and he would also go on to teach that it's important that we have a respectful fear of God, that we follow his commands, that we strive to be patient, that we would enjoy life as God hands it out to us. But today, as I pray for God's direction, this message is for graduates but this message is not only for graduates, this message is for men and women, it's for young and old, it's for children of all ages, it's for senior adults, it's for young people. This, this message is for all of us, because I believe that we all are striving to find meaning in our lives, we are striving to find purpose in our lives, and why does God have us here we learn in Ecclesiastes that we were made for eternity. And as a result, that eternity has been set in each of our hearts. This world in which we live can never satisfy truly because we are wired and made for eternal life. So the things of this earth are never truly going to satisfy. There is a hole, there's a void in each of our hearts and lives that only God can fill. And unfortunately, a lot of people try to fill that void with a lot of things, a lot of other stuff that can never truly satisfy. I love in verse 11, it says that God makes everything beautiful in its time, or some translations say in his time. In the very first verse of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, Many of you are familiar with it. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. There is a time to be born. And I'm sorry to say there is a time to die. And as you go through a litany of these things, there's a time to to weep and a time to, to dance or to laugh. And there's so many different seasons that we go through in life. For many of you, this is a season of celebration. For others of you, it's a season of grief. For some of you, it's a season of weeping. For others of you, it's a season of laughter. But today, it's my prayer that if you are looking to live a beautiful, fulfilled, meaningful life, then we would look at these words from Solomon. I believe that Solomon, outside of Jesus Christ, was probably the wisest teacher ever to live. Outside of Jesus, Solomon was a wise, wise man, one of the wisest to ever live. And so we do not take lightly the words that he shared. We take them to heart. And he said in verse 12 that I've used in many different settings under many different circumstances, I know that there's nothing better for people, first of all, than to be happy. Than to be happy. You know, as I look around in our society today, there seems to be a lot of unhappy people. A lot of angry people, a lot of people walking around with the chip on their shoulder, a lot of people, if you will, with attitude. Parents, have you ever asked your child, what are you mad about? Why why is it that you're angry, child, young person, if you ask your parents? Why are you always walking around like you're angry or on edge or we have to walk on eggshells around you? I believe there are a lot of people today that are not happy. As a matter of fact, there was a survey taken. Only one-third of Americans claimed to be happy. And another survey, the happiness of America, it said at its highest, highest index, the rating was 35% of people say that they are happy. So we know that there's a hunger, there's a desire, but that people are not. You've heard me share this, but back in 1988, Bobby McFerrin made a number one hit song called Don't Worry, Be Happy. Y'all remember that song, some of you? Here's a little song I vote, you might want to sing a note for note, Don't Worry, y'all remember that? Be happy. Landlord, say your rent is late. Don't try to litigate. Don't worry. Be happy. That's right. Y'all remember that. Don't worry. Be happy. Some of y'all looking at me are definitely not happy right now. <laughs> and then in 2013, Pharrell Williams wrote the number one hit song, Happy. From the movie soundtrack Despicable Me, remember that? Come along with you, can. feeling happy. Remember that? I'm, I don't know those words as much, but <laughs> but the fact is, there was a hunger and a desire for people to be happy. There was a classical study where psychologists <laughs> determined that the recent winners, lottery winners, in the state of Illinois, were no happier than recent accident victims who were consequently disabled. Winners of the lottery were no happier than people who had recently been in accidents that actually brought injuries to cause them to be disabled. So we know that happiness does not come from earthly things. Happiness does not come from the things that are hanging in your closet. Happiness does not come from what's parked in your garage. Happiness does not come from the things that are mounted on your trophy wall. Happiness does not come from the deposits that you make in the bank. So many people think that that they will... uh, find happiness when they lose weight or get a date or find their mate or, or the, the future they take. They, they think that that'll bring them happiness. Let me tell you, happiness is a choice, but joy comes from within. And happiness is based on circumstance, but real joy is based on a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Why do you think in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, he said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. In Philippians 4, 4, Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. He was emphasizing that rejoicing comes when we are in the Lord. Proverbs 17, says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. And I pray that we would have a cheerful heart, a, a joy-filled heart. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, and 18, Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Graduates, adults, you know what we need today is more of us need attitudes of gratitude. When we are grateful for everything God has given us, then we find that we will begin to be happier, more joy-filled people. Never have a spirit of entitlement. I deserve this. This is what's coming to me. We should all be humbly grateful for everything God has blessed us with in our lives. Let me ask you, are you thankful today? Are you grateful for what God has given you and what God has done for you? I loved a story that Max Licato shared in his book a few years ago called How Happiness Happens. And He shared about a 92-year-old man by the name of Johnny Barnes. Johnny Barnes would stand at a roundabout on the side of the road in Hamilton, Bermuda. And as morning commuters, he would show up there at 4 in the morning and stay till about 10 a.m. And as morning commuters would come, Johnny Barnes, who was known as Mr. Happy Man, would stand on the side of the road blowing kisses to passersbyers, he would say, I love you, uh, hello there, darling, I love you more, he would say this as people would pass by, even shared that one morning there was a lady who was having a bad start to her day, she was cranky, she did not want to smile, and she had stopped at this roundabout, and she tried her best not to look over at Johnny. But finally, she did, and when she did, she saw his smile, and then he, she smiled. And she was so much better after she had smiled. And you know what Johnny, Mr. Happy Man, said? He was, we human beings ought to learn how to love one another. Then he said that he found it really satisfying and joyful when we can... Do something and help someone and maybe that's what God is calling you to do even if it's a smile even if it's a, an encouraging word it can help someone have a better day and maybe even a better life and maybe somebody's waiting for you or waiting for me to bring some joy I challenge you graduates adults people of all ages If we are walking billboards for the kingdom of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, let's let our hearts and our lives reflect that in our demeanor, in the way we talk to people, in the way we act. You know what? Research has shown that happier people many times have happier marriages. Also, research has shown that people in their workplace are more successful when they have a joyful demeanor, especially in leadership. Also, some research has shown that your pocketbook may even be more full as a result of the joy and the lifestyle. And then also that it even bolsters your immune system when you are a more joyful, happy person. Let me tell you, or ask you this, would your family call you Mr. Happy Man or Miss Happy Woman? Or would they say, uh, you don't know what I call them? I pray that we would all allow the joy of the Lord to be our strength. There's nothing better for people than to be happy and secondly, to do good while they live. Did you know in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, The Lord said, Jesus, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And we are to have giving, cheerful hearts. There are over 50 one another statements in the New Testament that we are called to love one another, to forgive one another, to accept one another, to serve one another, to encourage one another one another, to build each other up. There are all these statements involving others. And so we are called to do good. As a matter of fact, Paul said in Ephesians 2.10, we are God's workmanship. That means you're God's masterpiece, God's work of art. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Did you know, graduate, a mom, dad, grandparent, brother, or sister, whomever you are, that you are God's masterpiece created to do good works? And I pray today that you would look for opportunities to do good for someone else. You will feel better about yourself when you're doing good for others. But when you're just thinking selfishly about yourself and no one else, you're going to be a miserable person. But if you're thinking about others, Paul said in Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Now, you've heard me share this story over and over through the years. When I graduated high school from Franklin County High School and 1985, (laughs) I had the privilege of going to work that first summer as as I graduated at the Stewart Home School out on Old Lawrenceburg Road, and it was a school for a lot of wonderful special people, special needs people. I think when I was there, like there was a seven-year-old all the way up to somebody in their 80s or 90, and no one saw age, race. or or any other uh, thing, they just saw people, and they were very loving. And I remember how I was nervous because when they gave me a tour the very first day, I had about 10 men and women that came up and hugged me and kissed me. And it was my first time ever to be, they were so loving. And so my time there, they taught me a lot more than I'm sure I taught, I was a recreation director, and it was a wonderful summer. But you all have heard me share, and if I had a dollar for every time I shared this, I could pay off the building debt. But there was a student there, a man, who would say, Mr. Todd, they called me Mr. Todd. I was 18. Mr. Todd, three principles of life I live by. Number one, be kind to all men, women, and children. Number two, never give up. Rocky never gave up. And number three, be kind to all men, women, and children. Well, someone had taught them, taught him at a young age the importance of being kind to everybody and to never give up, no matter how grim and how bad your circumstance may get. You don't give up. And he related it to Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone, and Rocky. Rocky never gave up. And number three, reiterated, be kind to everybody. Young person, adult, you'll go a lot further in life by being kind to people. You be kind. I don't care if it's somebody at the drive-thru or a waiter or a waitress or a service person that comes to your house or somebody in front of you in line at the drive-thru or somebody beeping behind you at the stoplight or, or someone at Lowe's. You be kind to everyone. Just not too long ago, we were going through the west side McDonald's, and there was a young lady who was working there, not at the first where they take your money, but the second window. Do you remember this? We got up there, and she told another girl. She said, oh, it's my favorite customer. And she was talking about me. (laughs) She used to work over on the east side McDonald's. And I remember that she had several young children, several. And I remember one Christmas, we gave her $50 when we went through the line because I knew she had a lot of young kids. And she was so nice. And when we went through, she was telling her co-worker, and my kids were like, who is that? Who is that? I said, it's somebody that works here that we're just showing kindness to. And do you know when you're kind to people, You don't have to pay 25 cents for the extra sweet and sour sauce when you (laughs) ask for it. That's not the motive, but I'm telling you. When you are kind to people, a lot of times they'll be kind back to you. When you're genuinely, authentically kind. But if you're mean-spirited and angry and mad at the world, don't expect people to be nice back to you. We are to represent the body of Christ by genuinely, authentically caring about people and being kind to them. I know there's nothing better for people than to to be happy and to do good while they live, that each one would eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. You know, the word satisfaction uh, or the word... Satisfaction in Greek is translated contentment, and uh, there are so many people that aren't contented. But I think about what Paul said in Philippians chapter four, verses twelve and thirteen. He said, "I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation." whether well-fed or hungry or living and plenty and want. Listen to this. Here's the secret. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. That's how Paul found real satisfaction and contentment, that he could do all things through Christ, his spirit that was living in him. Whether you're graduating, whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you've been a Christian for years, we can't do anything without the strength of the Lord. I don't know how another word that could be translated is is grace. we just saying His grace is enough. His grace is sufficient, and His power is made perfect in our weakness. So true satisfaction is, Comes through Christ. Look, happiness will one day fade away, but joy and contentment can last for eternity. And that's what Dr. J- David Jeremiah said that the Christian contentment is that God given ability to be satisfied with the godly, loving provision in any and every circumstance. It's God's loving provision for you and for me. We sang, great is thy faithfulness, great morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have ever needed, your hand hath provided. Great is your faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Would you agree today that God's been faithful to you? Now, his faithfulness doesn't mean everything is going just like you wanted it to go, and it will not always be that way. But there's never been a doubt in my mind that God is not there for me, and he'll be there for you. Never a day goes by that you will ever have to wonder if God is still there, and to know he's there satisfies. And it brings fulfillment in my life. I want to close by sharing this with you. The last uh, week or so, we've had a lot of losses um, here in our community and extended communities and a lot of heartache and pain. A couple young people who um, committed suicide. And yesterday morning, I was called out. One of our suite members, Janet Mitchell's husband, uh, was found uh, on his back porch, passed away been working in his garden getting things ready labels in his hand as he was labeling his garden came to sit down and never got up and he would go from this life into his eternal destination and and we want to pray for Janet and her children and for his children and for their whole family and Jed and Angela, the whole family but you know what that tells me None of us have the promise of tomorrow. As I was sharing at the early service, I watched commotion over here to my left, and one of our members went down. His blood sugar dropped, he became weak. And as I was talking about the uncertainty, one of our members, and praise the Lord, he was better uh, at the conclusion of the service, but none of us know if we have tomorrow. That's why we live each day to its fullest to bring glory and honor to God. And we strive to be happy or joy-filled and kind and to do things for people without any expectation of applause or payment, just because that's what God's called us to do. And if you do that genuinely, faithfully, God's going to bless you. I promise you, not only will you be blessed on this side, you'll be blessed on the other side in heaven one day. Are you going to be there one day? Have you done what you need to do to prepare for what's next? Because Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. He wants to give his full life here. But the full life really comes over there in glory. So if you confess your sin and ask God to forgive you, if you will do that, he'll forgive you. You can have a fresh start today. Christian, have you gotten off track and you've become a, a grumpy, angry person, a critical person, a negative person. Look, no one wants to be around that kind of person. I can tell you. They would much rather be around somebody that's encouraging and joy-filled and positive and then sees the good side of life instead of everything is terrible. Or maybe you've been looking for a church. I love this church. We are not perfect. I am not perfect. And please know that God is perfect and as long as we keep our eyes on him there's no fault but if you're looking at me or this person or that person you'll find fault keep your eyes on jesus and he'll never lead you astray aren't you ready today to go out and find the the joy the purpose and the meaning it's one of the fruits of the spirit and i close and if you could take these fruits of spirit in your life see how God might change you and those around you. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. May we pray together. God, I pray right now in the stillness of this moment, if there are any people here today, graduates, young children, middle-aged, senior adult, people watching online. God, if there's someone who who's never made their public commitment to you of faith, may this be the day that they would come and acknowledge their sin, ask for your forgiveness, and they would invite you to come into their heart to be their Lord and Savior. Oh God, it'd be my joy, my privilege to pray with them today or to Pray with them, God, at their convenience. Lord, maybe there are Christians who have grown bitter. They've been hurt. They've been um, father misled. Uh, Lord, maybe they've uh, gotten off track. And maybe they've been influenced by the world. And they're wanting to come home. I love the story of the prodigal son that we know when we come to our senses, we can come home to the father And he will love us, and he will forgive us, and he will celebrate us. Father, would someone come back home today? Or Lord, maybe there's someone that or some ones who have been wanting to be a part of this church. We are not a perfect church, but your spirit is here. And we're excited, God, about everything you've done and everything you still have ahead. Help us, oh God, today to... Be a part of this family and use our gifts and talents to bring others to you. We'll just thank you and praise you, God, for your love and for your amazing grace. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to invite you, if you're in this place, to stand with me. And we're going to sing a hymn of invitation. It would be my privilege to pray with you, to discuss with you your decision. Or throughout the week, contact us, and it would be our privilege. But won't you come as we sing this great hymn of faith, Amazing Grace. for a moment. Um, I am so grateful to introduce to you this couple that I'm sure many of you already know, and you all can finish filling that out in just a minute, but I want to introduce to you Mark and Amy Cato, if you all would come up here beside me. Many of you may or may not know that Amy is the daughter of Jim and Donna Nickel, and I'm so grateful that That Mark and Amy come today to join this family of faith, had the privilege of speaking to Mark a couple of weeks ago on the phone, and he shared that God was leading them here, and this was kind of to be a surprise for your mom and dad, surprise, (laughs) that they have come to unite with us, and uh, we welcome you and know God has led you here, and we pledge our love and prayers and support to you as we continue to grow in his likeness. I know you want to pledge. Your love and prayers, by letting it be known by saying amen and applause. Amen. After the service, would you all join me out in the foyer in front of the round table so folks can just give you a welcome to this family of faith. I'll let you be seated right now. If there are others of you who would like to speak with me, one of our staff, about a decision, please contact us. It would be our honor to do so, to pray with you, to talk with you. I want to remind you of a couple of things. Don't forget, our young people tonight are having color wars. Is that at 6 p.m.? And come here to the youth room first, 6 p.m. Any other groups meeting? This is normally our last Sunday night of the month is a service or a service. And tonight, you have a service to go to a service opportunity if you want. I'm going to be preaching over at the Franklin County High School Baccalaureate. So if you uh, would like to come over, support our graduates, and you may say, I don't want to hear him another time today. It's not the same sermon, but we'd love to have you to come celebrate with our graduates and to be a part of that special night. But thank you, church, for allowing the Spirit of God to be in this place. If you're a guest, please come back and worship with us again real soon. Those of you all watching, please tune in again. I'm going to invite you to stand at this time. Hope you have a wonderful day. Congratulations to all of our graduates. Again, we're so proud of you. Don't forget how much God loves you, and we love you too. Julie, thank you so much for being our interim. I believe, is this your last draw Next week, so I won't thank you until next week. (laughs) But if you would lead us in a closing song, God bless you all. we pray together oh God thank you for being faithful to us now as we go from this place may we be faithful to you in Jesus name amen